Good afternoon and welcome to the Stacks of Cash podcast. Unless you've been quarantining for the last several months and haven't come up from air, you have probably realized that interest rates are extremely low right now and many people are refinancing their mortgages. And so what we want to do is walk you through some of the things you need to be on the lookout for in regards to refinance and some of the considerations. So Jay, what are some of the refinance uh, considerations that those out there need to be worried about? Well, well, first, before we get into the considerations, Dave, uh, you know, I don't know if the audience noticed from the music, uh, but uh, it's it's been literally a refi palooza. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've got friends that are in the mortgage business, and they are just full up with opportunities. If you're if you're in the mortgage industry, it is a palooza for them. It is a palooza. Absolutely, there's no doubt, and so. Today, what we really want to do is we want to help we want to help the people listening to our podcast, Stacks of Cash, get an understanding of, of what are the considerations you ought to have when thinking about a refinance and really what the process is. Okay. And so, you know, there are a lot of people that 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 are that are may have never done a refinance before, and they don't even, you know, they may have heard their moms and dads talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe they haven't done it. And so we want to help them think through what, what what is this and why does it make sense? Yeah, and you know, the timing is so so good for us to be talking about this because you, my friend, just completed a refinance yeah. last week, I believe. Yeah. yeah, So this is fresh to mind to you, so you would be the foremost expert in this area. Well, I would, uh, David. And, and actually, many, many, many years ago, I originated mortgages for about four years with one of our mortgage partners. And so I have had a front row seat as an advisor in the mortgage business, as well as a customer. I can't tell you how many refis I've done. <laughs> but, I, but I will tell you, I do think this is the last refi that I will ever do. I mean, you think so? Well, I think I got the market at the bottom. I really do. Uh, it, I got two and an eighth percent interest, 2.125% for 15 years on a jumbo mortgage. Just that interest rate, just to think about, is just so incredibly low. I mean, even the mid-70s, what were interest rates in the mid-70s? I was just... Well, the late 70s, early 80s, they got into the high teens. Yeah. I mean, so that's crazy. Two so. and an eighth, it makes me tingly all over. <laughs> I know. You're, you're, you're grinning from ear to ear. I so. am. I am. So anyway, I would like to not have the mortgage, but I do have the mortgage. And and so what we want to do today is we want to first talk about what is a refinance, uh, just generally speaking. Dave, is that something that you want to cover to start with? Yeah, I mean, refinancing can be many different things. But really, at the end of the day, what you're doing is you are taking a debt that you owe, and you are restructuring that with new terms, really, at the end of the day. So if you have a loan for 5%, but the interest rates are at 2%, you pay off the 5% and refinance at 2%. So at the end of the day, it's pretty, pretty quite simple. But then when you talk about mortgages, there's just so many different avenues and canals you can go down um, because there's so many people with different circumstances. Yeah, absolutely. So what we're going to do is we're going to kind of keep this simple, as simple as we can, knowing that there are a lot of variables out there. But let's just sort of pretend for the moment that you'd gone out and you'd bought a house. Let's say it was your first house you bought, and let's suppose you paid $400,000 for the house, okay? You saved you saved up a bunch of money, uh, what, what you thought was a lot of money, which it is. Let's mm-hmm. say you saved up, uh, we'll say you saved up 10%. Okay. So you saved up, let's say you saved up $40,000. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, that means you had to borrow 90%. Yes. Okay? Now, we're going to get into a couple terms here. Primary mortgages versus home equity lines of credit, why this is relevant, and how it impacts a refinance, particularly if you were in one of these situations where when you bought your house, you put your money down, but you needed the primary mortgage and a home equity line in order to close the deal. And what that meant to you in terms of purchase mortgage insurance, escrowing, and things like that. So we're going to kind of walk through some of the, the, the vagaries of refinancing and purchasing homes and so on and so forth. So so in my example, you have this $400,000 home, Dave. Mm-hmm. You, you took out a primary mortgage, let's say for 80%. Okay. Okay. 80%. Yes. Mortgage company, ABC, you gave them all this paperwork. They're the primary mortgage lender. Now, what that means is, is if you default, they're first to get paid off. They're number one in line. Okay? Okay. In addition to the primary lender, because they only did 80% and you had 10% down payment, there's there's a hole of 10%. That's right. Okay? And a lot of times banks, Wells Fargo, SunTrust, Bank of America, maybe your local community bank, they offer what are known as home equity lines of credit. And they are in a secondary position. So in other words, if you default on your mortgage and your house gets repossessed, the first lender, the primary lender, is going to get paid first. Mm -hmm. And then the second lender, the HELOC lender, is going to get paid second. And if there's anything left over, you may get something back, but you're probably going to get nothing back. Probably at that point, you're probably not getting anything back. You're probably not getting anything (laughs) back. So here's one of the first things to think about. If you were in this position where you had no, you didn't have 20% equity, okay, Mm -hmm. Then when you bought your house, if you didn't have at least 20% equity, then you were going to have to purchase what's known as uh, purchase mortgage insurance. And there's a a premium that you pay every month. PMI is Mm -hmm. what it's called. So one of the things that we want to talk about is because housing prices have gone up dramatically, refinance rates have gone down dramatically. If you haven't looked at refinancing, and you've got a higher rate, and even if better, you've got this PMI, you know what? There might be an opportunity for here, here for you to not only eliminate PMI, but also to lower your interest rate and therefore your cash out. Yeah, and that's exactly right. And I think the key word when we, we think about all these things is the term equity. Equity in your property. So, so what is equity? You're probably asking, what is equity? Some of you may know this, but equity really is just the fair market value of your house minus any primary mortgage or HELOC that you have. And HELOC is your home equity line of credit. So that number is important when you're going through this whole discussion. Yeah, 100%. So, so let's, let's go back through our math again for just a moment. Mm-hmm. We had a $400,000 house. Mm-hmm. We put $40,000 down on it, which means we borrowed three hundred and sixty grand. Okay, The primary lender lent us up to 80%, which is $320,000. Okay? Mm-hmm. And that means the HELOC lender lent us 40000 Okay, mm-hmm. so we have a total debt outstanding on this home, assuming we haven't made any payments 
of $360,000, Yes, which means we have $40,000 in equity. Mm-hmm. So how do we get equity in the house, David? What do we need to do for that to happen? Well, there's two different things that can happen. The, the, the price of the house can go up and appreciate, or you can pay money off the loan into principal, and you have lowered the amount you owe on the house. So there's two different ways that that can happen. Exactly. So let's let's just use our example for a moment here, since we've got these increasing values, dramatically increasing. I mean, mm-hmm. in some instances, Dave, you know, I've talked about, I mean, 20, 30 percent in a matter of 12, 18 months. Yeah, I've insane. seen it firsthand. Yeah. I've seen it firsthand. It, it, we're in a, a market in the housing in the housing market that it's hard to find a house for sale. <laughs> it's just hard. They're gone with before you can even blink an eye. Yeah, so it's amazing. So let's say your house was you bought it at four hundred and it increased fifteen percent in value. So what that means is, you go out and you get an appraisal. It's worth four hundred and sixty thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. Now remember, Dave, we talked about we borrowed three sixty to start with. Just for fun, let's pretend you did this two years ago paid and you paid off. down. Yeah, maybe you paid down twenty grand. Okay. That might be a lot, but we'll just for simplicity purposes, we're going to say you've paid down, th- you know, twenty grand of the three sixty. So now what that means is you owe three hundred and forty thousand dollars on the house. So you know what? You have equity in the house now of a hundred and twenty thousand dollars. Substantial. Substantial. Yeah. And we're going to pretend that the twenty thousand you paid down was only against the first mortgage. In other words, the HELOC, you're only making interest payments. Sure. Okay? You're not paying principal. You're just making interest payments. So in that particular instance, now your primary mortgage is 300 and your second mortgage is 40 Okay? And you have 120 k in equity. Pretty good situation. Yeah. After two years, I'd say that's pretty good. Now, you <laughs> want to know something. What's interesting is... Is it on a HELOC? Generally, a HELOC has a rate that's higher than a primary mortgage. You want to know why? My guess would be because they're second in the uh, debt structure. That's exactly they're right. They're second to get paid. They're second to get paid. So they've got more risk. Absolutely. Okay. They do. So, so let's pretend for the moment that when you bought this house, your primary mortgage uh, was at, we're going to call it, it was at 4%. Mm-hmm. That's your first mortgage. And your second mortgage, let's say it was at 6%. Okay. Okay. Well, what if you now can go and refinance all of this at 3.5%? Or we'll make it even better. We'll say three and a quarter. So you can go refinance now at 3.25%. And we'll say that's over a 30-year term. 30-year term means you've got 30 years to pay this off, Right. So the question is, does it make sense to refinance? What's involved? And and what's got to happen when you go through this process and you've come to the conclusion, you know what, I've got more equity, I can have a lower rate. What are the things that I'm going to need to be thinking about? Well, one of the first things you need to be thinking about is how long are you going to stay in the house? I mean, if this is a house that you want to sell in the next several months, that probably doesn't make sense to go through this exercise uh, because there's going to be costs associated with refinancing your home. You have closing costs that are involved. I know personally when I refinanced our condo several years back, I looked at what was called the break-even point. So if you have 
let's just say, for example, you have $5,000 worth of closing costs, and it's going to make my payment go down $250 a month. So I'm decreasing my monthly payment. Well, that break-even point is 20 months. So if I'm going to stay in my house or my condo longer than 20 months, this makes sense. But if it doesn't, then you have your answer, okay? So you need to really think about how long am I going to stay in this property because that's crucial. Yeah, 100%. I mean, that's a, that's a, a really big component of it. Um, and you brought up something that's interesting, and, and you brought up closing costs. I want to talk for a moment about, you know, what are closing costs, Dave? They're, what are closing costs? What are the considerations around it? And you may have heard some commercials out there about no closing costs refinance. No mm-hmm. closing costs refinance. What is that? Here's what we want you to think about. There is no free lunch. There's no free lunch, Dave. I mean, <laughs> no, people not. are going to get – the man's going to get paid, right? There's no, no such thing as free. So, so, so on a no-closing cost refinance – what that really means is this. Let's suppose for the moment the best rate that I can get is three and a quarter on a 30-year fixed rate, mm-hmm. three and a quarter. Now, if the lender charges me three and a half percent instead of that lowest rate, guess what? They've got some margin that they can work with, and they can use that margin, that profit margin, to pay for these closing costs. So that's how you get to a no closing cost refinance. You, yeah. you end up paying a little bit higher interest rate. Yeah, of course. And when you have a market like it is right now with interest rates so low, there's so much margin that they can build in that they say it's quote unquote free. That's exactly <laughs> right. Now, one of the things that I've done in the past is because I, I, I like the lowest rate available. So what I've done is instead of the lender paying the closing costs, mm-hmm. What I've done is I've taken the closing costs and I've added them to the loan balance. So, for example, if you made if you owed three hundred and forty thousand dollars on your mortgage and you wanted to refinance it, but you didn't want to pay those closing costs out of pocket, instead of owing three forty, you would own three forty four or three forty five. That's exactly right. So I would add those to my loan balance, right? Yes. So if I have enough equity in my home. And I'm not going to run into PMI and all this other jazz. If I've got a, if I've got a good appraisal and I've got room, then instead of me stroking a check, I'm just going to add it to my loan balance, and I'm going to get the lower rate. That's really what I want to do. Okay, right. that that is the in my mind the optimal way in which to proceed with a refinance. Okay. Now the second thing uh, from a from a cost perspective is, and in our particular example is we have this HELOC, right? And it's $40,000. We're only paying interest on it. It's at 6%. You know what I may do? Because I've got this appreciation in my house and I've amortized or paid down some debt. Mm -hmm. Hey, look, as long as I'm at 20% equity or more, I get to get rid of the PMI. Yeah, I mean, you're you're talking about an example where there's multiple benefits to this refinance. Yeah, and, and it's it's really really crucial, especially for first time home buyers or someone who's trying to establish and build some wealth through their home. I mean, this is a really really good opportunity for you to do that. A couple other quick things we want to get into um, on the on the cost to do a refinance. Um, you're probably going to escrow, which means when you make your monthly mortgage payment, some of the money is going to go towards your homeowner's insurance. 
Someone's going to go to pay your property taxes, and your mortgage company collects those dollars throughout the year, mm-hmm. and then they pay those bills as they come due. Okay, um, you can you can if you don't want to do that, and there are people out there that don't. You, you end up paying a little bit more if you don't escrow usually. Um, so that's one thing to keep in mind. But I'll, I do want to get into the closing costs. When you go to do a refinance, if you've never done this before, there are two buckets. There's the cost to do the loan. In other words, to pay the lawyers, to do the appraisal, title insurance. There's some registration fees. There's intangible taxes. Those are all costs. You're never getting that back. They're going to the cost of closing a deal. The cost we just talked about were $5,000, okay? You may pay some points to lower the rate even further, okay? But then you also have what are called prepaids. And prepaids would be prepaid interest on the new loan that you're getting. It may also be that the the mortgage company calculates how much money do they need to collect from you up front Mm -hmm. for your homeowner's insurance and for your property taxes, depending on how close you are to those bills actually being due. So, right. so, so you may end up having to write a check for that, but what happens is, is at the end of 30 days approximately, the escrow account that you had at your old mortgage company, they release those funds to you in a check, and you get that money back. Yeah, that was a nice surprise when I did my first refinance. Yeah. You know, because I mean, you pay into it and you forget about it, right. and then you show up one day and you have a nice check. Which is a great reminder, do not throw anything out from your mortgage company. Yeah, because <laughs> they de- will mail you checks from de- time to time. Definitely, definitely <laughs> don't do that. So so listen, one of the things that we want to make sure we drive home here is this. It, uh, you know, no refinance, uh, a no cost refinances can be compelling. They can make sense. You have to look at the math, but that's not the only way to go. That's number one. Number two, if you have a home equity line right now today, and your home is appreciated in value, there's a really good opportunity for you to lower the interest that you're paying on that balance, include it in the overall amortization so that you're paying some of that debt back, and it makes a whole lot of sense. Now, one trick that I've always tried to do is this. If I'm used to paying, let's say, $3,000 a month, Dave, Mm -hmm. and my new payment because I'm not paying PMI and I've amortized it down and all this. Suppose my payment goes down to 2500. Well, maybe I ought to look at shortening the term on the new refi instead of resetting it at 30 years, maybe I'll do it at 20 and maybe that payment will be 100 bucks less a month. So it's not the full 500, but I've shortened the amount of time I have to pay my house back. In, in the shorter amount of time you have to pay the loan back, usually the better interest rate you'll get. So it's a double whammy on top of that, which is really nice. Yeah, I mean, it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, You so you get, right, you have a shorter amount of time, potentially lower interest rate, so on and so forth. So listen, we hope this has been helpful. Um, there's a lot of moving parts out there. Uh, if, you, if, you, if you have questions, uh, certainly check us out at montereywealth.com. You, our contact information's there. You're more than welcome to shoot us a note. We'd be happy to give you guidance. And uh, hey, happy refi palooza. <laughs> <laughs>